Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Monday, November the 9th. Thanks ever so much for downloading today's podcast. And first up today, we're going to be hearing from Kent's top police officer. Now, he's described the number of assaults on his staff as frightening, outrageous and disgusting. There have been 1,900 cases between March and October. That's 570 more than over the same period last year. In just one week recently, there were 24 assaults on police officers, including eight in a single day. Here's Chief Constable Alan Pusley. It's escalated, it's unacceptable, uh, and I've got to do everything I can to make sure the officers are protected to do their job, supported if they get assaulted, and plead with people that do not assault my officers because if you do we will arrest you we will charge you we will remand you in custody and i hope you go to jail for a long time the only thing that we can definitely say for that period of time of course is covid 19. so that is the whole covid 19 lockdown period and we are the upholders of the law in a unique unprecedented difficult challenge in time so it may be the public taking out their frustration on my officers but if that's the case it's unacceptable there are other reasons that assaults have gone up. Uh, county lines criminality and the violence offered to the public and my offices is totally unacceptable. And this hasn't just happened over that period. There's been an increase in assault to my officers for some time now, which again are reasons that all of my officers wear body-worn camera and the vast majority, in fact, all of my officers, if they so choose, carry taser now on the street to protect themselves to indeed protect the public. So there are many reasons for it, but I guess some of it is the COVID-19 period. They should not and will not accept being assaulted as part of their job, it never will be. Uh, myself, my chief officers, the courts, will do everything we can to support our officers and staff. And those who think it's okay to assault our officers should think twice. Uh, I repeat myself, they will be arrested and they will be put before the courts. And at this moment in time, the courts are instigating significant sentences and period of terms of imprisonment. That's what people will face if they assault my officers. As Mr Pusley says, it's partly down to COVID and perhaps frustrations around lockdown. And in more coronavirus news today, drug giant Pfizer says early data suggests its potential vaccine is more than 90% effective in preventing the virus. Over 43,000 people have been taking part in phase three trials of the jab. Pfizer, which has a small base in Sandwich, is developing it with BioNTech and the UK's already ordered 30 million doses. Pupils from five schools in Thanet are being told to self-isolate if they travelled by bus after a student tested positive for coronavirus. Stagecoach have been told that a pupil who uses the 943 service has been diagnosed with COVID-19. The bus is used by those going to King Ethelbert's in Birchington, Hartsdown Academy in Margate, St George's, the Charles Dickens School and Dane Court in Broadstairs. Kent Online News. A search is underway for an 11-year-old suspect following a stabbing in Gravesend. A 14-year-old boy suffered a leg injury when he was set upon by four others in Salisbury Road on Friday afternoon. We've got descriptions of all of the suspects at Kent Online. JLS star JB Gill has been sprayed in the face with an unknown substance after four people broke into his Kent home. It's understood he was taken to hospital but wasn't seriously injured after it happened at his farm. The suspects made off with valuables. Security has since been stepped up.
Now, with less than two months to go until the Brexit transition period ends, a Kent Logistics company says it's ready. Concerns have been raised about potential disruption at the border from January, which could lead to long delays on the roads leading to ports like Dover and the Eurotunnel at Folkestone. The new Kent Access Permit is aiming to prevent that by making sure lorry drivers have the right documents before they come into the county. Dion Repath is from Europa Road, based in Dartford. I think as a business, we have, well, certainly spent the last two plus years um, trying to really get to grips with um, the the requirements, which, of course, we all know have been changing in the background um, on a number of occasions. Last year, we had um, three lapsed Brexit deadlines. They, of course, um, you know, were very difficult to navigate because... Um, is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? But but actually 2020 feels much more stable as far as that's concerned. So um, we know what the date is. The date has been set by, by the government and really that allows businesses to prepare. Um, and we've stayed very, very close to um, the government advice, the HMRC um, information that's been quite freely flowing actually um, during the course of 2020. Um, all of our management team, our IT, our operations, our sales and customer service uh, parts of the business have been completely engaged in uh, making sure that we are ready so that our business is ready, our customers can be ready and that actually it all works as smoothly as it possibly can do. We've heard a lot from Michael Gove, for example, the cabinet minister, warning about 7,000 lorries queuing in Kent. Does that not yes. worry you at all? Okay, on day one, it would be very naive to think it's going to be super smooth flowing um, because there are a lot of additional um, documentary requirements. There's a lot of additional administration for hauliers, for drivers. But, but actually, once you've got to grips with all of that, you do it once. That's the new process. That, that is how you, you progress going forward. Might some drivers turn up on day one and not quite have the right document or they've not completed their you know, information in the driver ready app or whatever that might be. Um, yeah, it's likely to happen, but but they're not going to do it time and time and time again. And one of the ways the government is trying to mitigate that risk of huge queues in, in Kent is the Kent access permit for, yes. for hauliers. Do you think that that is a way to smoothen the process? Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's it's logical. It makes sense. And you could argue um, or you might say cynically, oh, it's, an, it's another step for hauliers to have to go through. But I think most hauliers would rather avoid standing in a queue, burning driver hours, um, you know, sort of incurring additional cost for the sake of that additional step. And I think for, um, for businesses like ours, it, it, it is just another step in the process that we have to take. Um, and you can sort of rail against it if you like but but at your own peril so you might as well just get to grips with it build it into your process make sure that the end-to-end -end process covers off all of the um, all of the measures that you need to take to be ready and just knuckle down and get on with it. Mystery still surrounds the death of a man found at a house in Whitstable more than three months ago. The body was discovered at the property in Lucerne Court in July after the landlord raised concerns about his tenant from his home in Spain. A post-mortem failed to establish how he'd died. The man is thought to be a 52-year-old from Poland. A man's been charged following an attack in Dover. A woman had to be treated in hospital after suffering multiple injuries at a property in Maison du Road last Wednesday. 
The 48-year-old suspect has appeared in court. The question of what's being done to stop people illegally crossing the Channel to Kent in small boats has been raised again in the Commons. It's been a really big issue this year and last month we told you how two adults and two children died as they tried to reach the county. Well, Folkestone and Hythe MP Damien Collins asked about it earlier to Parliamentary Under-Secretary for the Home Office, Chris Philp. What progress is being made, either with stopping more of these crossings leaving France in the first place or stopping boats at sea and returning them to the French coast. If the migrants can see they can't get into the country in this way, I think fewer of them will try. Well, the Honourable Member for Folkestone is quite right to point out that this uh, trade is facilitated by dangerous uh, criminals, dangerous and ruthless criminals. Uh, In terms of activity with the French, uh, we are working with them to prevent embarkations. We're funding uh, gendarmes who patrol the beaches. And in fact, the French authorities have successfully stopped uh, nearly 5,000 crossings this year so far. In relation to action at sea, that is something which we are in the process of actively investigating because, as the Honourable Member says, if it's obvious that nobody can actually make it across, then they will stop attempting these dangerous crossings in the first place. We are also working to return people who do get across under Dublin regulations. And in fact, this week there are three flights, uh, some of which contain returns uh, of uh, cross-channel migrants under the Dublin regulations. So by a combination of law enforcement on French beaches, potentially in the future action at sea and returns, we can remove the reason to even try these crossings in the first place. Sheppy looks set to get a new Aldi. Plans for a store in Queenborough, not far from their distribution centre, were first submitted in June last year and looks set to be approved. It'll create 50 jobs and will replace the current building on Millennium Way in Sheerness, which is 15 years old and said to be no longer fit for purpose. Questions have been asked about an e-scooter trial in Canterbury. If you haven't heard before, the council are going to allow people to use them while travelling between the two uni campuses in the city in a bid to reduce car use. However, some aren't sure if it's a good idea or if it'll even be popular with lecturers and students. You can let us know what you think at kentonline.co.uk. And ahead of Diwali starting later this week, we're marking 10 years since the Gudwara opened in Gravesend. It's one of the largest temples in Europe, cost £15 million and took two years to build. And ordinarily, it would welcome tens of thousands of people every year. Diwali celebrations this time around will be more muted but prayers are being broadcast online and via social media kent online sport football and gillingham are in the draw for the second round of the fa cup tonight they made a pretty incredible comeback from 2-0 down at the weekend to beat non-league woking 3-2 at priestfield jill's assistant manager paul rayner spoke to us after the game Woking gave us a lot of problems and uh, we gave ourselves some problems. Uh, we didn't. Uh, we conceded a sloppy first goal, which then gives them uh, something to hang on to. And then, uh, as I say, they, they get a ricochet and something bounces for them in the, in the penalty area in the, in the 50-odd minutes and, uh, and they go two up and then we've got a real mountain to climb. But uh, no, we've got, we've got some character, we've got some young players. Uh, we spoke in the, uh, the half-time about changing things around and, uh, and tweaking a few things. We changed the shape and uh, we also felt that we'd create opportunities doing that. And, uh, you know, credit to Woking, but uh, credit the character of our boys as well. On the bench, you didn't seem particularly concerned, even at nil two. I'm sure you were to some extent, but as you just said, you always believed you've got the players on the pitch who can make a difference. 
Yeah, very much so. I think uh, you know, uh, adding Verdane to the to the mix in the second half helped. It uh, gave us that focal point. He won a lot of headers. He brought uh, linked up and brought people into the game. Uh, we, we just felt we were a little bit too passive in the first half. You know, we, we like to get the ball forward a little bit quicker. I thought our passing was far too slow. It allowed Woking to get into shape and, uh, and get a nice solid shape. And when you've got something to hang on to, it, it can be difficult to break down. And, and I think we made it quite easy for them. Although, as I say, the rule was lively on the break as well, and uh, uh, you know, and, and could have added to the total. So. So, uh, so in, on the whole, credit to Woking. But uh, as you've just said, the main thing was that we're in the round, uh, in the next round. As a management team, what's the main emotion following the full-time whistle? At two 0 down, relief. Mm. So no, it, 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 we said to the boys, it's a cup tie. It's us or them in the next round. Uh, we had a wonderful tie against West Ham last year. A full house here. Unfortunately, don't think that we'll be getting a full mm. house in the third round. But as I say, the chance to to be in there with the big boys, we've gave ourselves one more game to try and get in there with the big boys again. And, and that's what the FA Cup's about for Gillingham. He's getting in there, hope to, hopefully to pull a really good tie and get the TV and. Play, pick your wits against one of the uh, the Premier League teams, but as I say, we've got another game to go uh, before we can talk about that. But uh, as I say, just delighted at two 0 down, we were dead and buried. But we always believe in the boys. We've got a young squad, and uh, they listened at half time. Uh, they took it on board, and we also felt as though we create chances. And uh, delighted for Dominic, who's who's worked incredibly hard in the last few weeks to uh, not had much luck. Things have you know ricochets, and our own players blocking things on the line from him, and keepers making fantastic saves. And just delighted he's got himself a couple of goals today. And Verdane does what Verdane does. If if we can get as you know quality crosses in the box like that, then uh, you always fancy him, fancy him to be on the end of things. Gillingham, a ball number 22 in tonight's draw, which will take place at around 10 past seven. Sadly, Tunbridge Angels didn't make it through after suffering a heavy 7-0 defeat to Bradford City. But Steve McKim's side will have to put that straight to the back of their minds as they return to National League South action at Chelmsford tonight. Well, that's it for today, but you can also now subscribe to the IM News app and that will give you access to all KM Group newspapers. To do it, just head to ilifmediasubs.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.